I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody is okay. I hope that things are going great for you in your life. I hope that you are going to have a very merry and happy new year just after having hopefully a very good and festive Christmas. All right. So if it's your first time here because we're ending a, a new year, new people come about, new people find the channel. I'm your host, Jay, host of Wolfpack Performance, host of F1 Minute, the hottest live talk show that involves you in content creation, which will be going on in 2024 midway through the season. Right now, we are in the midst of our first ever championship racing season for esports. For all green and blue badge members and higher, as you see right here in the chat, we have a couple of green badge and a few of blue badge OG members already in the chat. And we're having a good time with that. But so we do have to get forward. Let's go ahead and take care of business. We have another hat to raffle away to see who's going to win this hat. Big shout out to Sylvia Wick Kelly for gifting five Wolfpack memberships. For doing so, she got her name put in an additional five times for that. That is only right. Five Wolfpack memberships. She blessed five people to come into the family to experience the greatness that we have going on here and to become part of that. So she got her name five more times on that wheel as she damn well should. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to spin this wheel so we can get that out the way and move on to talking a little bit of rant action. So we're going to go ahead and hit the name on that wheel, hit the wheel, and let's see what we get. Here we go. Here we go. And Will I Yam is the winner of the latest newest hat. Uh, we had King Ream get a hat last time. This time it is Will I Yam. And I just had some sweet potatoes, not yams, not to be confused, but Will I Yam, you are there. Uh, go ahead and make sure you get in contact with me, brother, so I can get you your Purple Sectors collection hat, and we can do all of that, all right? So big shout-out to Will I Am for that. Now, I will tell you I will tell you at this point in time, the Will will definitely keep going. We have two more hats to give away, all right? Two more hats to give away. So that means that today is the start of a new day. So all Super Chats going forward for the entire week or when we do – the next week's live will go back onto that wheel, and then we will still have two more hats to give away. So there are two more opportunities for people to win hats. Big shout out to Will I Am for uh, winning this hat. And so now let's just get into some let's get into some things. Let's get to talking about some rankings that have come out, and let, let's just you know just have a general conversation about it. It's all opinionated. It's all opinionated. Okay. Uh, stats are factual, but, you know, opinions about what stats say and what performances mean to you is, is an opinionated type thing. Although some opinions can be very firmly said and then some things are facts and people use that to prove what actually happened. But we're going to talk about what these guys were ranked, where they factually finished in comparison to where people thought they were. But what I do like mostly about this ranking is it's done by the drivers. All right, it's done by the drivers. And to me, that means uh that means a lot. That means a that is a bit more valid to me than somebody who either hasn't driven for years or has never driven and to to weigh in on their peers because they they compete with them on a week in, week out basis. All right. They know more of the nuance, more of the sport, more of what it takes to actually do what they do. So to me, this is a bit more valid. It's a it's a bit more weighted. It's a lot more weighted. Okay, so who 
took place in this. Right here, the drivers who took part in the vote were Alex Albon, Fernando Alonso, Valtteri Bottas, Butt Cheeks Bodes, Pierre Gasly, Nico Hulkenberg, Charles Leclerc, Kevin Magnussen, Lando Norse, SD Bestie Ocon, Sergio Minister of Defense Perez, Oscar Piastri, Rookie of the Year, Daniel Ricciardo, Broke Person of the Year, George Russell, Crybaby of the Year, Carlos Saints, Logan Sargent, Lance Stroll, Yuki Sonoto, which held Alfatari up, Lance Stroll, who let Aston Martin down, Max Verstappen, the champion, and Zhou Guan Yu. These drivers are the ones that took place, took part in voting for these rankings, all right? So when we see these rankings, these are the drivers that weighed in and said, hey, as a peer, as a competitor, I feel that this person has done an awesome job. Now, of course, we do have some... <laughs> We have some people that didn't make it like, OK, we're just going to talk about some people that didn't make it. And oddly as it is, although some of these drivers finished in in higher places, they didn't make it. One of the drivers that I will vehemently point out is Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll, I believe, finished 10th in the actual standings of the championship. I believe he finished 10th. I want to say he finished 10th. Uh, but he's not on the top 10 list as far as his peers are concerned. And, and I do want to point that out because pointing that out says that all the stuff Alonzo was saying throughout the year, I, I said it at that point in time. I thought it was just fluff. All right. I thought it was just, hey, he's going to say this stuff. Why? Because he wants to support Lance. He wants to be a good teammate. He wants to be the big brother role. He wants to show Lawrence Stroll that his investment is not only good because of his ability to drive, but it is also good because of his ability to mentor Lance to be the Formula One driver that he might hope he can be. Okay, but obviously the peers don't feel the same way. Lance Stroll did not make the top 10 list in drivers. All right. He didn't make it. Another driver that didn't make it and also finished ahead of a driver who did make it would be Ocon. Ocon um, being 12th, I think Albon 13th on the real standings, but ranked 7th. So what that says to me is what I said before when I did my Albon analysis. Albon is a driver who did more with less. And obviously, peers recognize that he did more in that Williams car, which is technically less. And they view that as an opportunity or they view that as a performance in which to them was deemed better. Now, if you look at the graphic, there is a certain driver who's kind of sitting in the middle of all this a bit more highlighted than the other drivers are. OK, you got you got a flurry of drivers coming from AlphaTauri, but only one of those drivers, in my opinion, that technically wasn't on the list, wasn't on the list at all, that probably I believe. What's up, the mechanic Honey Bun production? Yo, Honey Buns are stamping out. I'm mailing out Honey Buns today. Big shout out to mechanic dropping 50 bucks in the super chat. Just got his name on that wheel as well. Honey Bun production. Big shout out. Uh, mechanic is supplying Honey Buns for their entire racing series. Every driver of the day will get a Honey Bun and a Formula One attack card sent out to them. I am sending Alex's card out today or tomorrow. His Honey Bun is packed up, his card is packed up. Big shout out to the mechanic for dropping that in the chat. Big shout out to you, my brother. So yes, I do think Liam Lawson 
if Abel, I think honestly, if Abel Liam was able to finish more honey, oh my gosh, more honey buns going up $40 in the super chat. Big shout out to Mechanic. That's what I'm talking about, bro, is looking out, buying that big box from Sam's Club and buying wholesale. You know what I'm saying? Big shout out to the Mechanic. So this is what we're going to do. I think I think if Liam Lawson finishes out, starts the season earlier, uh, perhaps starts before they even let Danny Rick get in there and Nick DeVries get in there, I think Liam Lawson is is able to put together a pretty good season to where he's a new entry, just like Gasly and Alex Albon on the list. I think that our Piastri, Piastri and Gasly, new on the list. Alex Albon was already a Piastri and Gasly, new entrance on the list, of course, because Oscar Piastri is a rookie, but Gasly definitely was off, you know. But I think I think it was quite possible. But if you look at a flurry of drivers came through AlphaTauri and and I just got to say, Jay London in the super chat or in the chat says, Big Us Mechanic, Sean Mad Love, what are your thoughts on the team principal rankings? I haven't, I haven't gone into those yet. We're going to go into those, of course. Uh, right now, we're going to go into drivers, and then we'll talk about team principals on another day, and we'll go from there. I'm going to try to my best to make it through this entire thing. It's, it is a bit painful. So, yes, uh, AlphaTauri, a slew of drivers. Uh, and not very good at it at all. Liam Lawson was probably the better driver out of the three between Nick DeVries, Danny Rick, and himself. I, I fully give Yuki credit for what he was able to do and what he was able to put together and holding AlphaTauri down throughout the season more consistently than any driver that came through there. I do think Liam Lawson likely probably would have been able to do a bit more had he been given the opportunity. It's, but, you know, they had to see what they had in Danny Rick, so that is what it is. Logan Sargent definitely damn belongs where he is. Uh, we'll see what he does in 2024, but he definitely belongs where he is. I'm not mad at that. He's not on the list. He's off the map. Uh, I'm not mad at Lance Stroll being off the map. But I feel like he did way less with more in comparison to his teammate. Ocon, I don't know where I really sit with that one. Uh, you know, it is what it is. The AlphaTauri drivers completely understand altogether them not being there given Liam Lawson didn't have the opportunity to put together enough body of work to establish a case and an impression of an overall season amongst his peers. DeVries was cut short because he was fired. Danny Rick broke his wrist, missed good part portion of the season and didn't do that much greatness while we might have expected him to do as a veteran. And Yuki, although to me far better than the season before, Still not enough to to great be graced by his peers up on that list. Of course, the Haas twins, K Mag and Nico, they're definitely not gonna make it. Haas was pitiful this season, and I don't know how much more pitiful they'll be next season. And then we got Russell. Also, Russell right here, uh, just he wasn't Mr. Top Five this season. I'm gonna tell you that. It was not Mr. Top Five, was not Mr. Consistent. Definitely had a rough season, had a crying season, had a season where many people contested his attitude and his character as far as his integrity within the team. A lot of people may have thought that maybe Russell should not even be with Mercedes in some portions of the season. And then we got Alfa Romeo with Valtteri and Joe. Definitely, I, I have said many times throughout the season, it was like they were almost not there. It was, it was almost like they, they didn't exist. I'm just being real. It was almost like Valtteri, Joe, Guan Yu did not exist at all. It was like the entire Alpha Romeo team didn't exist sometime. It was just so quiet over there with so much 
expectations that they set for us when they first did their lunch. I mean, they set their expectations pretty nice, pretty healthy. I'm not going to say high, but they set them healthy and talked about all this development and, and all this focus in the rear of the car. Like they really had something going and they didn't have anything going on. Nothing. Like literally it was, it was flat. It was flat to me. It was nothing going on there at all. And we're going to see what happens this season. Because I believe both drivers are going to be returning to Sauber. Alfa Romeo is supposed to be going on to live their life with Haas. So whatever's going to happen with that sponsorship deal is what it is. But I believe Sauber state they're going to go on and do their thing until Audi actually enters Formula 1 2026. Now let's just go ahead and start getting to some of these these rankings. Let's go ahead and start getting down into them real quick so we can start talking about some drivers that really might bring a bit more like uff on, on the season and on the situation. So we're just going to start at the bottom. We'll start with Perez. All right, Perez here drops a couple of ticks from 8th to 10th from 2022 to 2023. Definitely doing, in the eyes of his peers, a, um, a, less, a lesser job than his teammate Max Verstappen. I'm not... I'm I'm not really I I'm not really on board with the tenth spot going to Perez and having Gasly over Perez. I'm not really getting into that. I do understand, but um Mary Beanie says, Hey Jay, get better soon and my troll partner, where is my honey bun? Then uh, Asimar needs to put Felipe Drogovic in the C ASAP. Princess can do one. I'm yeah, I feel you all the way on that. I feel you all the way on that. Uh, but I'm not. I do understand Perez had one hell of a controversial season. I do understand that I can agree Perez should have done more with more because he had it in the RB19. I also do not dismiss that there may have been some type of situation occurring at Red Bull that hindered or interrupted Perez's psyche and his ability to perform at an elite level because I think that there is something to be said about a mental stable person being able to connect with their physical abilities and put those things together and make it happen. I don't think such a place existed at Red Bull for him. I think a lot of things happened throughout the season that just slowly diminished that for him. And still, while Perez is ranked 10th among his peers, he finished second in the driver's championship. And even if he had more of a car and you felt like he did less with it, he still did enough to make second. And at some portion of the season, which was a very early portion of the season, he was in contention and in very close battle with Max Verstappen to at one point in time, at least lead the driver's championship standings and whether he stayed there or not was something else, but he was at least there to lead it by six points at one time, I believe. So I'm not I'm not to, I'm not on board with the 10th spot for Perez. It, I know I understand rankings of how peers feel about other peers and drivers is vastly different than 
just wins, podiums, and points as far as you finish in the season. So with that being said, is there some type of dynamic that they are also applying to Perez that was also applied to Lance Stroll because he was technically officially 10th but never made it? So there's some continuity there, but I'm not sure I agree with it when it comes to Perez being where he is in 10th, although finishing second in the driver championship. All right. So we can go to our next driver. Our next driver on the list is going to be Gasly, the driver that I definitely said I'm not sure if he should have been above Perez. I think Gasly in his own right had a season that could be considered a debacle as well. Gasly wrecked out uh, Esteban in Australia, killing both cars. It wasn't the first time they had their little quarrels. Uh, I don't necessarily think Gasly was the best thing out there he finished 11th I believe in the driver championship standings he's ranked ninth he's above Perez who Perez finished second in the championships so it goes back and forth but anyway Gasly finished ninth and I will say that with Alpine I'm not confident in them making any large steps next season Ocon finished 12th and did not make the list at all. Gasly finished 11th and made 9th. So I, I don't think right now Alpine have a clear-cut number one driver in either Ocon or Gasly. I think at this point in time, I've said it, and I'm going to keep saying it, is that I think the driver pairing, at some point in time, yes, you as drivers in Formula One, even though in the same garage on different sides of the garage, you're going to have to compete against each other. I didn't get the feeling that there's enough working between Esteban and Gasly to have that harmonious moment to where, yeah, we got to work together and let's make it happen. There were too many times where they both disagreed with team orders. They had to talk post-race about team orders, and then they did interviews not talking about what they talked about in regards to the team orders. So there were a lot of disagreements even in that magnitude to me that says, is this the best driver pairing for Alpine going forward? Is there something they need to change? And if they do change it, which driver do they change? It's not like they tremendously outperformed each other in the championship standing. So... With that being the case, who do they retain? And to me, I would think that your loyalty would be to your driver who's been there, the senior driver, which would be Esteban. I actually favor Esteban over Gasly, honestly. Uh, I favor his wittiness. I favor his ability to make a car wide. And I do know that he can make some decisions and some moves at times. Ocon can that may be questionable, but at least he makes them, and it's, it seems like it's a non-biased move. Like, he's just going to be him. He's going to drive hard. He's going to get his elbows out. He did it against Fernando, where we've seen other drivers wouldn't dare even try to do it. I know damn well he'll do it with Max because we've seen him do it. So, me, I favor Esteban over Gasly. Uh, not saying Gasly's a bad guy or anything like that. I just think Gasly's ceiling is immensely in view just right there, and I don't see Gasly doing anything much better than that. Ocon, maybe, you know, I think maybe he could still be a bit better than he is, but we'll have to see. But that's Gasly is ninth, 2023. So congratulations to Mary Benny says Danny Rick is coming at Red Bull Checo to Aston. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, 
even if they wanted to give that to Danny Rick, Mary Beanie, has Danny Rick even done enough to really say, hey, yeah, put him in the RB19. We should definitely have something better than Perez. I don't think so. I, I don't. If they do that, it's purely to me a move based off emotion and favoritism, not a move based off performance. Uh, Danny Rick didn't, to me, outperform Liam Lawson. If you just put it all together, he's, I mean, I know he had the highest finish of any driving avatar, what I believe seventh, but we should, we should see more than that from Danny Rick being who he is and where he's been and what he's done. That to me was not anything like wowing. That was like, okay, well, it's about time you finally woke up off the couch and put your beer down and, and actually got up and did something. So I'm not sure, but if they do that, then to me, it's just a favoritism move more than it is about real raw performance and, and talent in the car. And I think if they leave Perez the hell alone and stop with all the shenanigans and, and so much of the strong favoritism, then maybe we see a different driver that we saw before. Like I said, we, we, we saw in this season where they had cars that weren't set up the same. And it's not hard to do. It's not something that costs more money to do. If Perez was happier with a certain variation of the car in 2023 than he was in later variations of that car, Aston went back, Haas did it. It's not impossible to do. It, to me, it doesn't matter. If, if we're making this car to what we feel is the, the fastest configuration, and, and matter of fact, since we're talking about Perez, I'll put him back up there. If we're talking about a configuration of a car that we feel it should be the fastest and to one driver it is and to another driver it's not. At the end of the day, if the driver is not faster in this car that we think should be faster and that the other driver can drive faster, but this driver is faster in the previous variation, put him in the previous variation. I mean, to me, it's not rocket science, nor is it something that should be hard to do. I could only think, to me, of a reason why you wouldn't do it is because you didn't want maybe there to be a situation there that might become very controversial within your team. That's what I have to say. That's how I feel about it. I'm not changing that standpoint. So that's what it is. So Gasly Knife, uh, we got uh, coming up Oscar Piastri, which is my rookie is my driver, it's my other driver, it's my number two driver that I'm going to favor in going into next season as well as Lewis Hamilton. And I'm even about, you know, Alex Albon is another driver that I favor very much. Um, I'm hoping he does even better this coming up season. Not, I'm hoping Oscar Piastri doesn't have a sophomore slump. I hope that doesn't happen, but it could happen. But Oscar Piastri, rookie of the year, 2023, he is ranked eighth among his peers, eighth among his peers. That to me is an accolade in itself. Just accolades of accolades. Won a sprint race. Got his podium. Helped his team. That uh, just he just validated everything McLaren went through and fought for to obtain his services in battling with Alpine and paying res uh, restitution for the financial compensation for Oscar Piastri. He validated it. I think he put McLaren's mind at ease. He silenced a lot of the doubters who had a lot of things to say about McLaren involving themselves in this type of situation. We already know they had an additional situation with Alex Pillow of IndyCar from Ganassi, uh, Ganassi Chip Racing. So there were a lot of controversial things going on involving Oscar Piastri at the center of this. I think even Toto has said something about this guy hasn't even driven in Formula One. It's all this hoopla. Well, guess what? He won 
the uh, decision. McLaren won the ability. They put him in the car, and Oscar Piastri paid them back by showing them that my services, my performance, my pace, my talent is going to make this team better, and that is what Oscar Piastri did, and I commend him for that. Uh, I think his teammates, his peers looked highly up on that, him being a rookie and doing what he did, and he also made it harder on other rookies that were coming in and getting an opportunity. Uh, Nick DeVries being one of those rookies, Logan Sargent being another one of those rookies who just drove up the cost cap tab at Williams uh, over four million and something dollars worth of damages and or repairs that impacted their cost cap situation. Oscar Piastri proved to be a diamond in a rough situation and came out shining. So, yes, Oscar Piastri, big shout out to you for that, young sir. So we will see that. So the next driver that we will get into and also Oscar Piastri finished uh, ninth and he is ranked eighth while Gasly finished ninth and uh, ranked ninth and finished 11th. So the next driver that we will get into right here is Alex Albon to me. I would say Alex Albon, driver of the season as far as doing more with less. Alex Albon ranked seventh among his peers while finishing outside of the top 10 for, for the Formula One season. Now, I want you to think about that. Alex Albon, okay, Alex Albon finishing, finishing outside of the top 10. Okay, Alex Albon finished 13th in the driver championship standings, but he is ranked seventh among his peers. That tells you a few things. One, it tells you that he is highly regarded as a good driver. All right. He is recognized for doing more with less at Williams and also showing a vast difference between talents of Logan Sargent and himself. And with him doing that, he was able to provide, in my opinion, he was able to provide Williams a true look at where they may be as far as car and performance development. Because if it were not for Alex Albon, Williams may think they have a third of a car if you strictly are going by what Logan Sargent did this year. You would think that we have a third of a car if it was just two sergeants in the car. But because of Alex, he, he gave them a fair opportunity to say, hey, we actually got something here. We actually have a car that that is that is performing and and we're making changes that literally are showing that these are these are upgrades not just updates so alex albon is ranked and considered high among his teammates two ticks from where he was where he was 2022 as well so that's a nice little jump up and in a williams car on top of that so alex albon big shout out to alex uh, another driver that i favor as well as oscar piastri and lewis hamilton so big shout out to them for that now, let's go to the next driver. And once again, Alex Albon finished outside of the top 10 when it came to championship standings, but he is ranked seventh among his peers, and he made it two ticks up from the 2022 rankings as well. So, Alex Albon, shout out to you, good sir. Next, Carlos Sainz. Carlos, Carlos. Now, right here is something that is very... This team had a lot going on. I told you all in the beginning of the season that... Not only was this team 
probably worse off than Mercedes. And a lot of people didn't really buy into that, but I told you, and I wasn't lying to you. It was actually true that this team was worse off than Mercedes. They said that they were confident in their philosophy of a car. They said that they were confident in the design. They said they were confident in their direction. And then we saw them about face and go a different direction because they weren't so confident. Things weren't looking so good. There were probably things that we could suspect that weren't all great between the drivers at the point in time. Uh, we heard a bit of that on track sometimes. And I credit Carlos because at some point in time throughout the season, maybe not everybody, maybe not uh, maybe not even, well, I wouldn't even say not majority. I'm just going to say not everybody, but plenty of people felt that Carlos had made a case that he could potentially be looked at as the number one driver outside of the, the Mirage and the mystique and the, the, uh, musician in Charles O'Clerc. People were looking at Carlos like, yo, is he the strongest driver at Ferrari? Is Carlos that dude that's that Ferrari really needs to count on? It seemed like he was more consistent than Charles. Uh, it seemed like he was more aware of what needed to be done when he needed to do it to make things happen. Carlos was making a very strong case that he indeed could be in contention to be, hey, I'm the guy at Ferrari. But still right now, Charles holds on to that title. And rightfully so in, in finishing above Carlos in the championship standings. I mean, it wasn't it not it's, it's not by much. You know what I'm saying? It's not by much at all, but he is above him. And so Charles right now still does hold that near and dear to his heart. How long that'll be, we'll have to see next season. Charles has decided to go on with uh, Ferrari for uh, some time and extent, signing an extension, believing in the Ferrari, the Scarlet Red team, to do what needs to be done so that one day he can be a Formula One champion in those colors, I think it is. But I think some people believe that Charles is holding on to hopes and lost dreams that were once here and they're, they're not nearby and we don't know if they're ever going to come by again. But every team might have a season and we'll see, but Carlos definitely, I think, stays at Ferrari. I think it's a good spot for him. He he came out of McLaren. He's he's made his moves a couple of times. I think he, I think now being at Ferrari and doing what he did, I'm I wouldn't doubt it that Carlos has the the not motivation, the confidence that he can become that guy. And if, if Ferrari doesn't seem like the team to do the Red Bull crap, all right? He was he was a tick down 2022. He's a tick up. His peers evidently think he think believe he did better this season than last. I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I was looking at Carlos like, yeah, he's doing a better job to me than Charles. I preferred Carlos over Charles at some point of time. Charles just seemed like he Carlos seems like he understands this is the car, this is what it can do. And this is what I'm not able to do because the car can't handle it. Charles, on the other hand, seems like this is what I want to do. The car can't do it, but I'm going to try to make it do it anyway. And then he just failed, failed, and failed. And that's what it seemed like to me. Just the ability to know it's not going to be able to be done versus, I mean, I like Charles. Hopes and dreams. Like, I'm just going to shoot for it. It, it might stick. It might not. But some point in time, bro, you got to say it's not sticking, Charles. It's not, it's not happening. So, once again, Carlos, sixth place by his peers, ranked sixth finished seventh in the driver championship and we will go on to the next driver which is charles leclerc uh definitely as you see ranked fifth 
came down a few ticks from 2022, just ranked above his teammate, as you see right there. He's ranked five, fifth among his peers this year. Carlos goes up a tick in six, and then Charles comes down a tick into fifth. So I find this a bit, I find this also kind of interesting that these two drivers, I want to say outside of McLaren, these are the only two drivers from a team that are paired up in the top 10 rankings of dry, of peers. The only other drivers you're going to have, no, no, you got three because you got the Red Bull team with Max and Sergio. Then you have Lando and Piastri, and then you have Charles and Carlos. But I will say that there's not a far gap between these two teammates like you're going to see with other teammates. So I just wonder if Ferrari does have a very strong driver pairing that maybe they get some of these things together. Now, I do not think the relationship between Charles and Carlos is anything similar to what is of Gasly and Ocon at all, nor maybe even Max and Perez in some capacities. I do think their relationship is a bit better. You see them together. You have seen them around together. You have seen them do things together. You have seen them laugh and share jokes together. So I don't think their driver pairing is toxic. I think that right now frustrating both drivers is I'm with a team that's supposed to be winning. I'm with a team who is heritage and racing of being great. And it's not great. The car's not awesome. There's a lot of dysfunction within the organization and it's affecting our performance and even our legacy that we're trying to establish here while we have the opportunity and the ability to compete in Formula One. I think if Ferrari managed to fix that pit stop strategy, stop having A through Z strategies, managed to get this car reliable, managed to get it to where Charles is happy with it in a range where he can drive the way he sh should be able to drive to be his most competitive self, I think that this team may be on rails at one point, at some point. But it just seems like every time they make a move that should be getting them there, they're getting further away from there. So I'm going to be really interested to see what Ferrari do on 2024 to prove to the world that this color, this team, this prancing horse means something. And we're going to show you all what it means. We don't get this additional money every season because we're just Ferrari. Well, you do get it just because you're Ferrari. So, so excuse me if I don't retract on that. But Charles drops a few ticks in the eyes of his peers from second to fifth. Charles finished uh, fifth in the championship standings, and he is ranked fifth. So the only driver to be ranked where he actually finished in all of the 10 drivers, Charles ranked fifth, and he finished fifth in the championship standings. So seems like a pretty across-the-board, pretty shared opinion on his performance and also the way his fellow drivers feel about him. And I don't know what that may say about Charles whether he's, he's like right in the middle of the top 10. So does that say, yo, the guy can be great. Maybe he's, he's got some, he's got some talent in him that could be great, but you having the ability or the possibility of great is, it can be a distance from you becoming great. Can you make all the necessary changes? Can you be disciplined? Can you be meticulous in everything that you analyze? Can you put a race together races together? Can you string them together? There's a lot that's going to go in to say, like, yo, this guy's got the potential to this guy is legitimately the shit. Charles has a ways to go. And how far of a jump he can make between now and next season, I don't know. It's going to be a lot that may rely on the team and the car. 
And then once the team and the car are there, if Charles is unable to make that jump, then here comes another debate that we may have to have, but we don't have to have it at that point in time because now it is not happening. So there we go. Rank fifth, finish fifth. Next driver up, please. The next driver we have is Lando Norse, the sleeping papaya giants that woke up after midseason and just ran it up and came alive and, and struggled so much. He is up one tick from 2022 to now. He's up to fourth in the eyes of his peers. Lando Norse indeed finished six, two spots above where his peers feel he is ranked. Uh, unable to just unable to get that race win, um, unable to just, I mean, he almost had it one year, but we're not going to talk about that. It was very painful for him and even for me to watch. But a lot of people are questioning, is Lando a, a Formula One champion? It's oddly funny enough, Oscar's already regarded like he's going to be a champion one year. You hear Russell's going to be a champion one year. You hear Charles is going to be a champion one year. Lando's going to be a champion one year. I'm just done with all the going to be a champion one year, one year. Listen, win, a, win some races first. Win more than a few races first before we start talking about these drivers being world champions. Let's see them win more than five or six races. I mean, hell, we had so many races this season, five or six of my name. But let's see you win at least that, though. Let's see a handful of race wins and another handful of podiums before we go saying, like, they, they're going to be a champion one year. I don't know if Lando's going to be a champion. I really don't. I don't know. I know he could drive. I know he did well this season. I know that McLaren as a team did well this season to give their drivers a machine that they could actually use to compete with, which is where we have a problem with some other teams, i.e. Mercedes. McLaren was able to put together what was looking like a monstrosity of a season to begin with and even toward the middle where it was looked at as like McLaren is just falling the hell off. They had challenges. They had challenges with the simulator. They had challenges with their wind tunnel. They had challenges with development. They had challenges. They worked through all of that. They muscled through all of that. And once they finally got it, they dialed in race after race to try to make sure it stayed there. Now, it could be said, Aston Martin, toward the beginning of the year, boom, booming. Toward the middle, back of the year, fell on their face. McLaren comes alive. They were on their face, and they stood up. I don't know if maybe we had another six races. Does McLaren do the same thing? If roles were reversed, are we just going to see the same thing happen? McLaren popped tall. Aston pop tall later, and then it's just inverse. I don't know. Different teams, different situations, different drivers, different everything, but very similar inverse operations as far as one team was up, then down, and one team was down and went up. So now I'm looking to see McLaren come into the 2024 season and seeing how well they continue on from their 2023 success into 2024. They have a very stand-up driver pairing with Lando and with Oscar, a very young pairing, a pairing that they can believe in toward the future. Definitely with Oscar showing them what they got and all of that that happened. So I think McLaren, again, also one of the better driver pairings on the grid. I think also one of the better teams as far as understanding where they need to be and what they need to do on the grid as well. So I will be looking for the Papaya team to get another set of podiums, maybe even some qualities and, and more race wins next season, given everything that they have now to come into that season with. 
I will be looking for them to make another leap forward, okay? So as it sits right now, Lando ranked fourth among his peers, finished sixth in the driver's championship, two spots above where he actually finished. They believe he is. So that says something right there. 083, Merry Christmas and Happy year, Happy New Year to my Wolfpack fam. Merry Christmas to you, 083. Big shout out for seeing you here. Haven't seen you in a minute. I hope everything is well with you, man. So big shout out to you. And also, man, you're eligible to race in the championship series. Peen says can't be a champion when you don't challenge. Ooh, Peen throwing shots, bro. Throwing shots. Let me make sure I clear <clears throat> my throat when I say this. Can't be a champion when you don't challenge first corner in a competitive car when your car was competitive. Simp for Max. That is facts. That is facts. I said it several times, and I'm not backing off of it. And matter of fact, I'd even ask Lando, why does it seem like you become a doorman for Max Verstappen in some of these situations? And a lot of people will say, oh, it's not his race. It's not his race. Uh, if you're first... It's your race. <laughs> if you're first, it's your race. All right, it's your race. At some point in time, you got to say, like, I'm going to show you. I'm going to do this, uh, and I'm going to stick in there, and I'm going to keep it, right? Yeah, I understand. Tire dig and strategy. and every. Some people become purists to a fault. Some people become purists to where they just totally ignore psychology and mind and body and just everything else when it comes to racing there has to be a point where you make a stand to let the other guy know like bro i'm not i'm not yielding to you you're gonna have to work for this shit and if my tires get a little dig your tires are gonna do the same trying to fight for it so let's go let's make it happen let's go i'm not gonna all i'm not every race that I have the opportunity, give it up to you. No, there's going to be a race or so where I'm going to make you fight your ass off to get by me. And it might even be light reckless. Like, like sometimes all this purest bullshit just gets me. No, well, it's not his race. And you know, if you look at this and it, shut the hell up, shut, shut the hell up. Is it not your fight? If somebody smacks you in the face, I guess if they're 250, 63 and you're a 510, 155, I guess you just let the motherfucker smack you and just go on. Do you do that? I mean, that's not your fight. It's not your fight. He's well out of your he's well out of your your weight class. He's out of your height class. He might be even out of your fight class. So I guess you just say, you know what? I just gotta take that smacking and just Yeah, I'm just done. I just I'm just gonna get smacked. Come on. Every at some point in time, you gotta boss up a little bit. You do. You gotta boss up. I would have liked to see Lando boss up a bit more. Hell, I would have liked to have seen Charles boss up a bit more. He he laid down for Max even as well. So both those drivers need to boss up a bit more and do something when it comes to that situation. Not every time, because you're right. There is, I understand the strategy. I understand not ruining your race. I understand that tired day. I understand you could take waste your time doing that and lose a lot of time. But there comes a point where you got to take a stand and let another dude know, like, I'm not just going to make you think that when you pull up, I'm just going to give it to you. So that's how I feel. I'm not changing off that. Fernando Alonso, the man of Aston Martin's hour, two ticks up from where he was ranked 2022 to third. Aston with Alonso finished fourth in the driver's championship, was really trying to eke it out for that third spot, didn't get it. But Alonso, I give a lot of credit to as a driver. 
I am not speaking to Alonzo as a person or individual because he's done a lot of suspect ass shit and he's done a lot of things that definitely are suspect. They're just factually wrong and it just proved about his character. But Alonzo as a driver in a car at Aston Martin, phenomenally well for that team. Again, another example of the Albon and Sargent situation where if you didn't have Albon, you wouldn't know what the hell you have in a car. You think you'd have a turd box. If they didn't have Alonzo, they would literally have not one single podium. Aston Martin would think that the AMR 23 was developed for being a paperweight because of Alonzo. Aston Martin was able by their driver to collect eight podiums in a season while Lance Stroll who did not make the cut which is a very valid reason for him not to make the cut didn't collect not one single podium not one Lance Stroll is a driver who had the world and couldn't do anything with it Lance Stroll couldn't catch a cold out here let alone a podium Alonzo put that team on his back and got them the accolades that they got and was able to show them that you do have something here. We just got to fine tune it and tweak because we fell flat enough. And even after Aston Martin fell or started to decline, he still collected his eighth podium later in the season. Whereas Lance Stroll didn't do diddly squat. Lance Stroll didn't do diddly squat. And to Mary Beanie's point, put Felipe Drogovic in the car. I was trying to say it several times at some point in time. When do they say, let's give Felipe an FP1 or FP2 so that he can be eligible to be in this car? You had nothing to lose at some point in time, but to see what you had in Felipe for next season. You know what, Lance? Your shit, bro. You're, you're, you're not cutting it. Alonzo's got eight podiums. You've got zilch. You don't have any excuses not to have a podium. You don't have a team against you. You don't have a driver pairing that's toxic. You don't have a team principal or a CEO that's trying to drive a wedge between you. You don't have anything here that exists that may exist in other teams like Red Bull or any of the, the presumptions or accusations or crackpot theories. None of that exists here at Aston Martin for you. You've got nothing but love, support, and your daddy backing you, and you can't do anything with that. Meanwhile, Alonzo, eight podiums in for the season. What are you doing? Yeah, so big shout out to Alonzo for that. Big shout out to him for taking that team, putting on back. And this is why I have the image right here next to me. Could he have done more for Aston Martin? Could Sebastian, could Seb, being if it was Alonzo and Seb, could Seb had done more than Lance Stroll in the AMR 23? I believe yes. I believe Seb does more in the AMR 23 than Lance Stroll could ever imagine doing. We already think Felipe may have been a better opportunity. I don't think so. Like Sean Payton believes that, you know, Jason Stidham is going to be better than Russell Wilson. I don't believe that crap at all. They want the man to remove his injury clause. He shouldn't remove it. I don't agree with him removing it. I'm glad he didn't remove it. Forget it. Sit me the last two seasons, two, two games. Play him. Play Jace. Play him. Let's see what happens. Felipe should have been in the game. He should have been able to be in the game. But anyway, Alonzo, credit goes out to Alonzo. 
third ranked for him his peers uh he finished fourth in the driver's championship standings i think he had a very nice season i think he did a very good job for aston martin i think they should be happy about signing him and bringing him on uh as a catalyst and as a standard to at least show them that they do have something next driver up is sir lewis hamilton ranked second second among his peers Second among his peers. Do I need to say this again? Second among his peers. Second among his peers. So here we go. While we had so many people talking shit last season about Lewis Hamilton needs to retire, about Lewis Hamilton is washed, about Lewis Hamilton isn't a good driver anymore, about Lewis Hamilton can't do it anymore, about Lewis Hamilton isn't this anymore. All these drivers... Majority of these drivers in a plethora of names of these drivers came up with a decision and a result that said Lewis Hamilton is indeed the second highest ranked driver amongst us in all of 22 drivers that came through here. Lewis Hamilton among the drivers. So whatever you haters got to say, whatever it is you feel on your heart, your driver likely thinks that Lewis Hamilton is right there. Don't forget a very troubled car. We might even say a troubled team this season. I mean, let's not let's let's not be let's not be fooled here. Let's be very honest. Mercedes were seeming to do their best Ferrari impersonation. Pit stops ass. I don't want to hear nothing about wheel guns. All this I seen pit stops just be horrible. Hey, get it fixed. Pit stops been butt. Ben Butt. Car development, trash. Just straight trash for two seasons. I don't even trust going into next season. I need you to prove it to me. I'm not giving Mercedes anything up front. I'm not letting them hold nothing. I ain't spotting them nothing. They're going to have to earn it. I'm going to have to see in testing, is there a valid reason to believe that Mercedes has now figured it out that we can now develop a machine to give a driver who is ranked second among all peers, finished third in the driver's championship, and not only a troubled car, but a team that seemed to be in peril, and a pit stop crew that was damn near terrible. He's ranked second. Ranked second. Third last season, second this season. Bit better of a car this season than last season. Still, I believe some people regard that car as a crap box. But yeah. Lewis Hamilton ranked second amongst all those drivers. So take it and stuff it. Uh, if you don't, if you feel like Lewis Hamilton should retire, then what in the hell do you feel like Alonzo should do? The, the longest career having right now in Formula One. Ranked third among his peers. Why is it that we don't hear this campaign for Alonzo retiring? Why is it that we don't hear this campaign for Nico Hulkenberg never to return to Formula One, bro? You're a journeyman. You're a You are a glorified substitute. Nico Hulkenberg is a glorified substitute, yet I don't hear the soliloquies, the quails, the cries, the, the hollers, the barking, the howling. I don't hear any of that about people saying Nico Hulkenberg needs to retire. He don't need to come back. I don't hear any of that about Alonzo. He don't need to be racing anymore. He's too old. He need to, he need to be out of here. Meanwhile, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people squawking, crying, and whining about Lewis Hamilton should retire. Why?
His peers think he's the second best driver in a horrible car and a team that was struggling last season. His peers say he's the second best driver out there on the damn grid. Finished third in the driver's factual championship, ranked second amongst his peers. Sir Lewis Hamilton. Russell did not make the list. Russell is not on the list. Russell is on off the map list. So there it goes again, another ploy that people said Russell's better than Lewis Hamilton. Even Russell said he's faster than Lewis Hamilton. We can't tell. We can't tell when it really come down to it mattering, bro, that you was faster. We can't tell in the season where Lewis wasn't carrying a bulk of the work that you were better. So I'm just saying, people, hey, hey, I'm just saying, trust me. It is what it is. And the last and final driver, the best for last, because uh, he earned it, because he got it, because he is the driver's champion, Max Verstappen. Penn says they are scared of when he gets a good car. That, that, Penn, that is true, bro. They are scared of when Lewis gets a good car, what things may change for Max and Red Bull. But as it sits right now, Max the big dog. Max Verstappen, big dog. First last season ranked, first this season ranked. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not really, you know, on the last season rank. I think if you look at it, like the whole situation should, to me, would have left a bad taste. I couldn't have ranked him first last season, even though he got first. I mean, clearly there are drivers here that are ranked above where they may have finished our, you know, either or. But Max, clearly this season, uh, first-ranked driver by his peers. I agree with that, given the body of work that he put forth, given what Max was able to do. Now, I'm going to say this. Let's, let's do this. Let's take the cost cap situation, put it to the side, all right? Let's take the uh, Abu Dhabi 2021 finagling, put it to the side. Let's take... The FIA uh, finagling, not penalizing Max, cheating Max, put it to the side. I mean, we could keep going. Let's take all the situation Max uh, when he doing the pit stop, he, he impeded pit lane, did all this, runs his mouth, talks to people all foul, gets mad when people do things against him that he does against other people, put it to the side. Let's, let's put all that luggage, put all that luggage to the side. Let's just put all that to the side, strip it down. When it does come down to it, Max Verstappen is a very talented driver. All right. Max Verstappen is a very talented driver. Speed body here. Talented driver. Uh, Wolfpack gold coin right there. You know, people be getting that. And even outside of all of that, Max does have to drive. And he is a phenomenal driver. All right. He is a phenomenal driver. Uh, I've seen Max do a 360. And however he managed to gather that car up in have it pointing straight the right way, whether you want to say it was luck or whatever, he did that. Uh, Max driving ability, I think, to me, his driver, his driving acumen and his ability to let things develop a bit better. And I think that can happen after you win a, a couple of championships or even a championship. He can kind of let you dial back, not be so antsy. And I think that's another thing that Max was able to do this season is kind of let things develop uh, aside from, you know, some of his crying moments when it was like, Max, you know, bro, you just you just ain't got it today. Don't blame it on nothing else. It just you ain't got it today. This is just the track. The car ain't right. You ain't right. It just is what it is. Uh, but but I am talking about Max the driver, not Max as a person. Max as a person to me is a very lackluster and not very credible, not not much integrity or character. But Max is a driver. Yo, Max is 
Max is one hell of a driver. Let's just keep it real. Let's just keep it a buck. He's one hell of a driver. Uh, he still has to drive that car. Does that car being the most dominant car lend him to having a bit extra than anybody? Yeah, but that's no different than any other driver that's had a dominant car, whether that be Lewis Hamilton, whether that be Shumi, whether that be Senna, uh, anything. It, when you have, whether that be the Williams team, when they were running it up with technology, with Adrian Newen just doing all types of things that other teams weren't really doing, it, it, that's the case with Formula One. That's how it is. But at the end of the day, we've also seen examples of drivers who are in good cars and can't manage to do a lick with them. Lance Stroll is one. We saw that in comparison with Alonzo. Logan Sargent is another. We saw that in comparison with Albon. We've seen these comparisons time and time again that say not every driver is the same. Max Verstappen is a good driver. Now, do I think he's the best driver on the grid? And this is my opinion, just like they shared their opinion. No, I still think Lewis Hamilton is the best driver on the grid in a machine that works and competes at the level of an RB19. I think if you have a Mercedes and an RB19 that run the same times and those two are on track, I say Lewis Hamilton's getting that. And I can't, you can't say that you have anything to say otherwise until that happens. You know, and it might not ever really happen to that degree. I think, I honestly feel this way, and I've always said it. One of the best seasons to me within that 10 year, 2021, was a season that was a burner. That was a burner, and then they screwed it up with all the bull crap. So I want to see that type of season again. I want to see that type of season again. It was going back and forth. I didn't know who the hell was going to get it. And at that point, I didn't, I, yeah, I wanted Lewis to get it because I wanted him to get his eighth, and he'd done a hell of a job bringing it back. But even if Max had got it under the right circumstances, under fair circumstances, under circumstances that were not a scandal, under circumstances that did not make the racing unfair because they decided to change the rules, move the goalposts, make all types of amendments while in a race and do all kinds of funny business. I would have been cool with it. But still, Max, I said he was coming. I said that. I said it 2019, 2020, 2020. I said Max was coming. He, he's going to be next up. So, yeah, he's a good driver. Max does what he's supposed to do in that car. And credit to him what other drivers don't do to him is he's going to race you hard. He's going to push you off. He's going to push you around if you let him. And I'm going to be the same way in a car or a car if I can. Your job is to not let me push you around. And drivers got to understand that. Now, all the other funny business shit Max does, like the pit lane crap, no, nah, I ain't supporting that. That ain't got nothing to do with a good driver. That's just being an asshole. Straight up, that just being an asshole. All of the shit on the radio and shitting on Perez and doing what he did, that just got to be with an asshole. That's, Max is an asshole. Max is not, to me, a great person, but phenomenal driver. Uh, on his way to be a great driver, especially if we met to me, I'm going to tell you right now. There were times Lewis Hamilton was fighting because he was among other great drivers in their time, not just outside of their prime. Lewis Hamilton was fighting drivers that a lot of you regard as great and still doing it. He had a teammate that was finishing, that was performing better than Perez ass could ever probably perform in Valtteri, and he was still doing it. His teammate speaks highly about him as far as him being a nuisance because he's so great. 
Perez doesn't speak that way about Max. Max doesn't have the same type of teammate or caliber and teammate in Perez. And nor does Max at this point in time, the way things have gone in 2022 and 2023, has he had to compete roughly with the car that's been close in competition or competitiveness. Those are things that have lended themselves in the favor to also discredit his body of work of sooner being regarded as great than later. I'm going to have to see moments like that where Max has the battle race in and race out and he comes out on top. Until I see those things, I can't deem him great yet. He's on his way though. Shit, but you know, like they say, either 100,000 miles or five years, that's when your warranty's up. Well, hell, five championships are this type of season. That's when he's going to be up. If Max gets five championships, you cannot say he's not going to be among the great. I can't, I won't even say that. But we're not there yet. He hasn't even crested four championships, which is what Red Bull has known to be done with Seb. So he's still there. This coming up season, he's got the opportunity to match that. Will they exceed that? If history is known to repeat itself, then maybe not. Maybe by their fourth, they hit the ceiling and they fall back down. And next thing you know, here comes Mercedes or here comes McLaren or here comes Ferrari. We'll have to see. But as of right now, big shout out to him. When Bodox Bonus gave Goat the picture is when I knew he adored him. Facts. Man, when another grown man give you a picture of him in his ass cheeks, yo, that's saying something. That's saying something. I'm not saying I want it, but damn, bro, that's your way of saying that you... You really, you know, you really my boy like that. I mean, it's weird. It's weird. You know, I'm not, I don't know if I put this up in my house. I can, you know, I don't even know if I put this up, but the fact that you gave it to me in your own way says something. It's just weird to me. But hey, it is, you know, Valtteri, thank you. You know, butt cheeks in the stream. That took a lot of things to do. Was that shit cold? You know, shrinkage? What happened? But yeah, big shout out, you know, Max, number one by his peers, number one in the driver's championship, stays where he is at number one, number one on the car, gold shoe max. We'll see what it comes with next. Maybe next year he come with all gold Red Bull suit or something. I don't damn know. But anyway, that is it right there for driver rankings amongst their peers. A bit of comparison amongst where they finished in the driver's championship. And big shout out to Will I Am for winning the hat right here. Hat winner. I'm going to go ahead and post this right here so I can get Will I Am bagged up and shipped out if he reaches out to me so i can know where to send this hat because he be he be all around the world i i i i can't find my hat will hit me up man so you can go ahead i can get your hat shipped out alex your honey bun and your card is coming to you uh sunday this sunday we got another esports race this sunday somebody people are racing to win this grand prize over a thousand dollars worth of sim racing equipment fanatec will Fanatec base that is PlayStation, Xbox, and PC ready, and Fanatec pedals is the big competition, the big prize. The champion will get all of that, plus second, third, fourth will get, uh, it will be shirt and hat, a shirt and a hat, and then we're even working on driver of the day of every race will get a honey bun and an F1 attack card, so plenty of prizes to go around for different things that are going to happen in the racing series. We're going to be here this Sunday, 11.30, New Year's Eve, with the second round of the race. We're going to be in Azerbaijan, Baku Racing on a reverse grid. It will be lit. It will be fun. Wolfpack don't play about the bullcrap. We're doing all types of things here. Pull up with us. Shop with us. Uh, go to the website, drop a super chat so you can get your hang in. We got two more hats that we're going to give away. Don't forget, over $1,000 worth of grand prize winning if you're competing in the championship Wolfpack Grudge Racing Series. Other than that, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm about to go chill out. Uh, I've done enough. I'm going to go rest. I got it. My people know what's up. Big shout out to you all. Thanks for joining me for today. Peace. Wolfpack out.